0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال المصنف رحمه الله وغايتها اذا فكرت فيها كفاي او
1: we praise and thank Allah سبحانه وتعالى. We invoke peace and blessings on our messenger Muhammad صلى and his family, his companions, and all those that follow the right path until the day of resurrection. Um, the last bait is uh, the bait which Sheikh Sulaiman has just read. I think that's the late, uh, I mean the last bait that we did in this manduma. Uh, still in the Manduma of Abu Ishaq al-Ilbiri on the importance of knowledge. So he says, وَغَيَتُهَا إِذَا فَكَّرْتَ فِيهَا كَحُلْمِكَ اَوْ كَحُلْمِكَ اَوْ كَحُلْمِكَ اِنْ حَلُمْتَ He is talking about the world. He spoke about the world in the last abiyat and um, encouraged us to concentrate more on the issues, the affairs that have to do with our religion, because the problems of the world never come to an end. He told us that in the world, you are happy today and you will be sad tomorrow, and the days keep alternating in that that manner. It doesn't matter uh, how much money you have. Uh, Sadness is something that you have to experience sometimes. Uh, Rich people and poor people, all experience sadness and happiness also comes to them sometimes. So he says, If you think about the world, all it is about is it's like your, your shadow. Uh, in Arabic, the shadow in the morning, from the morning time, from the time that the sun rises until midday, is referred to as a dhil. Then the shadow from midday, from zawal until sunset, is referred to as Fay'i. So, ika like your afternoon shadow. You know, immediately after zawal, after uh, midday, your shadow begins to, to lengthen it gets longer and longer and longer. But the longer it gets, the closer it is to disappearing. When the sun finally sets, the shadow is at its longest, but then soon it disappears when the sun disappears. So the life of this world is also like that. Whatever you're going to gain in the world is much more like a shadow. The moment the sun sets, it means the shadow is gone. It's, it's not forever. If a person is going to be deceived by his shadow, because he has a shadow, he thinks the shadow can never disappear, then the person is not wise. So the world is the same. It's just like a shadow. It takes only the sunset. When the sun sets, it means your shadow is gone. And one day the sun is going to set on all of us, and our shadows shall disappear which means everything we owned in the world. When the sun sets, it's finished. What's the setting of the sun in this case, Adam? Death. When a person dies, it means everything is finished. Your house is like a shadow. Your money is like a shadow. Your cars are like a shadow. The sun has set, and therefore the shadow has disappeared. And the period between Zawal, which is... Uh, after midday, and the setting of the sun is a very short period of time, especially in the winter. It's a very short period of time, and that is the measure of our lives. Our life is a very short period of time. At the moment, you're looking at your shadow and thinking, "Whoa, what a shadow. But soon it's going to disappear as soon as the sun sets. He says, ika. it's like your shadow. It disappears as quickly as the shadow disappears. And in fact, the messenger sallallahu wasallam at one time addressed the people. He said, "O oh people, what has remained of the world? And he addressed them towards the uh, time of sunset after Salatul Asr. He said, what remains of your world is like what remains of the sun now compared to the time it rose. From the time the world began to the end of the world, what remains is like what is remaining from now to sunset. And after Asr, there's just about two two hours, maybe one hour and 30 minutes to sunset. So the world, uh, Allah created the world and people have lived in this world, but what is remaining of it is just a short period of time. And it doesn't have to be the end of the world. I mean, anyone's life can end at any time. A person can die anytime. So when the person dies, it means to him, the world has come to an end. It doesn't have to be Al Qiyama. When you die, your qiyama has come. So if you ask about Qiyama, Qiyamah, Al Qiyama is when your world come to uh, comes to an end. And it could be today, it could be tomorrow. So kafay'iika, it's like your shadow. Aw or it's like your dream in halumta when you dream. And I explained about how uh, a dream is just, just an illusion. What you see in a dream is not, not real. When you wake up, you find yourself empty-handed. It doesn't matter how much money people give you in a dream. Sometimes you get given a lot of money in, in a dream and you become a millionaire. But when you wake up, you find the poverty waiting for you. So the money in the dream is fake money, which cannot help you. In the same way, worldly possessions are just like fake money that you get in a dream, which cannot Help you at all. So, kafai it's like your shadow, ou mika, or your dream in halumta, when you dream. And how quickly does the dream go away? It's just a matter of uh, uh, minutes, and then you wake up and find, oh, it was, was a dream, and that's the end of it all. All of us today are fast asleep. We're like people who are fast asleep. We're only going to wake up. When we die. At the present moment our eyes are open but we can't see. We can't see reality. We don't know what's beneficial to us and we don't know what has no benefit because we are blind. But the moment we close these physical eyes now we begin to see reality. All the people are fast asleep in tabahu, or, matu, And when they die, that's the time they wake up. They begin to see, ah, so this is, this is useless. So why did I waste my time doing such and such things? So because they've now woken up, they can see reality. They ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for some time so that they can go to the world and apply the reality which they have seen. وأنفقوا مما رزقناكم من قبل أن يأتي أحدكم الموت فيقول لولا أخرتني إلى أجل قريب فأصدق وأكم من الصالحين وأنفقوا and spend مما رزقناكم out of what we have provided for you من قبل أن يأتي أحدكم الموت before death comes to one of you and then he says Rab, my lord أخرتني, if you could delay me ila قريب, For a short period of time فأصدقى, So that I can give to charity So I can give sadaqa you didn't, you didn't know that sadaqa is good No you didn't Why? Because you were fast asleep Now you've woken up And you know that sadaqa is good فأصدقى, I want to go back and make sadaqa and I want to become pious. I want to become righteous. Right now, why can't we be righteous? Because we are fast asleep. We don't know how important it is. We don't know the importance of praying. We don't know the importance of salah. We don't know the importance of charity. It's just an illusion. The bad things are the things that we enjoy because we are blind. If we saw reality... And we knew about the hereafter, we wouldn't sit all day uh, watching TV. But we sit all day and watch TV and listen to music because we are fast asleep. ماتوا, when they wake up, rather, when they die, when we die in Tabahu, that's the only time we're going to wake up and, and see what reality is. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you know, people will say, Allah, if you give us another opportunity, if you go if we go to the world, we'll become righteous, we're going to worship you. But the truth is, if Allah were to return them to the world, they would still go back to the same things. They are liars. So in in
0: Sujinta biha wa anta laha muhibbun. Fa kaifa tuhibbu mafihi sujinta. Naam.
1: No. Sujinta biha. You are imprisoned. You are imprisoned in the world. You're a prisoner. Sujinta biha. You've been imprisoned in the world. Wa anta laha muhibbun. And yet you love it. Fa kaifa tuhibbu. How can you love ma bihi sujinta. A place where you are a prisoner. Someone has been convicted and taken to prison. When you take them to prison, because prison is not a place of freedom, you cannot love prison. Where there is no freedom, you don't love prison. Everyone wants to get out of prison. If you see a person loving prison, he wants to go back to prison, you think there is, there is a problem with such a person. He has to be a very big criminal to love prison. All right? There are some criminals who, when convicted, they do their time. When they come out, they miss prison, all right? They miss prison and they can't wait to commit another crime in order to go back to prison. Are those normal people? They're not normal, right? Because a person should not love prison. This world is like a prison. The world is the prisoner of a believer. وَجَنَّةُ kafir And like Jannah, it's a paradise to the disbeliever. So if you are a true believer, and the world is your sijin, your world is your prison, then why are you in love with the world? إِذَا كَانَةِ dunya, If the world, Sijinul Mu'min, is really a prison to a believer, then the believer should not fall in love with the world. Because, sujinta Fiha, تَفِيهَا You've been imprisoned in the world. You're not a free man in the world. So, how can you love where you've been imprisoned wa no. dunya no. the world gives you food all right the food we eat where does it come from it comes from the earth Right, comes from the earth. Our maize comes from the earth. Right. Our fruits, they come from the earth. Our vegetables, they are all produced by the earth. And many other things. Tutimuka <inaudible> ta'ama. The majority of us survive today because, because of what is found in the earth. Right. There are diamonds in the earth. Uh, do diamonds provide us with food? Of course. All right, diamonds, emeralds, talk about copper. The economy of this country depends largely on, on copper, all right, which comes from the earth. So, generally, the earth feeds us, okay? The earth feeds us. It feeds this country, it feeds you, it feeds me. But if you think that is free, you have to think again. It's also waiting to feed from us. All right? Today we're eating from the earth. The maize we eat comes from the earth. Our fruits, our vegetables all come from the earth. All right? This is our turn to eat from the earth. But when you die, when we die, the earth begins to feed from us. It eats us. Right? What, what happens to the body of, of a human being? No, uh, not, not, not the right time. Not the right time so that the mahaldera is not disturbed. Jazakallah yeah, khairan. So I was saying, uh, the earth feeds us. And then we die and the earth eats us. Every person is buried. And after being buried, the dude, the insects, the maggots, in fact, within, let's say, within three hours of a person's death, mortis sets in, right? Rigomotes, which is the beginning of the decomposition of the body. The person becomes hard after, after three hours. You can't, you can't move their limbs. If you didn't close their eyes when they, when they died after three hours, you won't be able to close their eyes because Rigomotes has set in. But that is the beginning of the rotting process. It means the person is already getting rotten. And the earth is waiting to eat uh, the body of of that person. So the moment we put them in the earth, the moment we are put in the the grave, uh, within a few days, you know, maggots uh, set in. And they begin to devour parts of our body until they eat it clean, all of it. Finish it and what remains is just just the bones. All right? Yesterday you were eating from the earth and today the earth is eating from you. So if you think the earth is a place to live, where we came to live forever, you must look at the people that we've buried and what the earth did to them. The same earth, the same earth that gives us maize, yes. The same earth that gives us fruits and vegetables is waiting to eat us. And this is where we've been imprisoned. We are prisoners here. All of us, we are prisoners in this world. So, how can you love a place where you've been imprisoned? Now. If you want to cover yourself with the garment of the earth, then you will be naked. If you want to cover yourself with the garment, the cloth of the earth, then you're going to be naked. What is the meaning of that? Meaning, if the earth becomes very important to you, the dunya becomes the most important thing to you, you are going to be naked in terms of knowledge and spirituality. All people who love money, who love the world, who chase after money from morning to evening are naked spiritually. They have no clothes. They have the clothes of the earth. They have, they have nice tubs, nice shoes, nice cars, but spiritually, they are empty, they are unclothed. If you take the clothes of the world and put them on your body, ta'ara you will be naked spiritually. and you will be dressed in When you put away the garment, which is the earth, you become clothed spiritually. The more you concentrate on your deen, the more you concentrate on your ilm, the more you are dressed spiritually. And the spiritual dress is most important. I quoted for you, قوله تعالى يا بني آدم قد أنزلنا عليكم لباسا يواريسا wa واريشا ولباس التقوى ذالك خير Yabani Adam, all children of Adam. We sent you clothes to, to, to put on. sawatikum. Huh? so that you can cover your private parts. Allah gave us these clothes, alright? So that we can cover our private parts. Warisha, and so that this can be um, some kind of decoration, so that we look handsome, we look beautiful. But The spiritual dress, that is better. The clothes are important. I'm not saying clothes are not important. They are important. But the spiritual clothing are much more important. Our spiritual garment is more important. Your clothes, you wash them every day, right? If you see them getting dirty, you take them off and wash them and make sure that you wear something which is neat every, every time. You apply perfume so that you can smell good. You don't allow yourself to get dirty every time. This libas is important. These clothes are important. But what about your spiritual cloth, your spiritual garment? How often do you wash it? How often do you wash yourself? The spirit is dirty. The mind is dirty. And we make it even more dirty. We have a disease. We are sick in our our hearts. And then we increase on our sickness by looking at things that Allah has forbidden and listening to things which Allah has forbidden. That is not exactly the purification of the heart. It's not what the heart needs. Your heart is dirty. It needs the remembrance of Allah. It needs the recitation of the Quran. It needs salah. And what do you do? You sit down and dirt it with movies and music and gossip and things that Allah has not permitted. This is the libas at taqwa which is supposed to be in your heart. Which you've neglected and the following morning you put on a clean shirt. The inside is rotten. The inside is dirty. Now Every day you see Dafna a friend being buried. Every day we take someone and bury him. This is something you see every day. As if, as if the Bayan is not for you. As if this doesn't concern you. You think, my job is to take this person to the, to the grave and then after that make dua. As-salamu alaykum, alaikum as-salamu You forget that this death, this burying of this man is an admonition to you. Allah is giving you advice. Allah is trying to say, look, the way he's gone is the way you will go. This is your bayan. I want you to take Ibrah from this. It's the people... That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to teach. I was, I was telling you the other time I said if Allah wanted, He would kill all of us at, at one time. He would simply say, okay, all of you dead and so on. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes us, you know, systematically so that all of us can learn from the deaths of the others. And it's not just, it's not just the old people that die. There are many young people. Uh, uh, some of them are babies. Uh, Some of them are 15, 20, 30, 40. Everyone dies. I was saying death comes into a home and the death doesn't know who is old and who who is young. It could leave an elderly man, a finished man, and pick a young man to go with. Death does that. How many times has death entered a home and left a sickler and taken a healthy man? How many times does that happen? It does happen. Someone is so sick, you think, oh, for this one, it's just a matter of time. Okay? It's a matter of time. Sometimes you hear there's a funeral at such and such a house, then you think, ah, it must be that papa. And you go and say, no, it's not the papa. It's not the papa. The papa is alive. It's, it's the 23-year-old. He's, he's gone. So we see these things every day. And we are unconcerned as if this is not to us. It's to someone else. You know, every day someone dies, right? Every day, every single day, if you go to the mortuary, go and ask how how many bodies came in today, they'll give you numbers. Tomorrow, how many bodies will come in, they'll give you numbers. Every single day, I don't think there is a single day that you could go to the hospital and they tell you we received zero at the mortuary today. There's no such day. Everyone, I mean, every day someone dies, you think it's always going to be someone else? You think it's always going to be someone else? One day it will be our turn. Today we the ones are spreading the news. Fulan has died. Inna lillahi wa inna ilaihi raji'un. Tomorrow other people will be spreading the news about us. Fulan has died. Inna lillahi wa inna ilaihi raji'un. And that will be the end. Alas, everything we gathered... The worldly possessions, that will be the end of it. The only thing that's going to help you is the spiritual possession. Your libas ut taqwa. As for you, this libas, people will share it. Right? People have to share it. Did he leave any clothes behind? Yeah. He had so many thoughts. Give, 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 give. Coloss. After sharing the clothes, uh, what about the money? Uh, so much money. Give, give, give. Coloss. Did he leave a wife behind? Yeah, he left a wife. I would like to marry her. You would come back and say, don't marry my, my wife. No, you can't. Someone else? Your best friend. Your best friend says, I, I want her. And she gets married. And halas, that's it. The only thing that goes with you is your taqwa. Your wife, your children. Your children soon forget about you. The first day, daddy, daddy, daddy. But... You think one year, two years later, they will keep saying "daddy, daddy, daddy." That's the end. So do something for yourself. Let's do ourselves a favor. Do something which is for us, not for the dunya. Everything else—the houses, the whatever—we're doing it for the for the dunya, and it will remain. Do something for yourself. Something you can carry with you. نعم <laughs> شكرًا. Now, you, you were not created in order to come here and, and live forever. You were created in order to pass through. You're just passing through. And every second brings you closer to your grave. As we sit here, the seconds are ticking. Right? That ticking of seconds means the grave is also moving closer and closer and closer with the clock. When you wake up in the morning, remind yourself, I have fewer days in this world. If yesterday you had 200 days remaining, when you wake up this morning, it's 199. When you wake up the following morning, it's 198, just like that. The grave keeps coming closer and closer. Rasulullah alayhi wasallam said, كُنْ فِي الدُّنْيَا كَأَنَّكَ غَرِيبُ أَوْ عَابِرْ سَبِيلٌ Be in the world as if you're a stranger or someone who is just passing through. Don't behave like you are here to, to live forever. Everything you are building today will be exposed to destruction after, after some time. You know the people before us also built. They built houses, they built castles, all that is gone. And Ibn Umar used to say, إِذَا fala فَلَا الْمَسَاءِ When you wake up in the morning, don't wait for the evening. The evening may not come. You wake up in the morning, that could be your last day. لا تَنْتَذُرِ الْمَسَاءِ Don't wait for the evening am saita, And in the evening sabah. الصَّبَاحِ Don't wait for the morning. The morning may never come. It could be your last uh, uh, night. And one day you will be right. One day you will be right. You wake up in the morning and you say, I don't have to wait for the evening. This could be my last day. If you keep saying that every morning and you keep saying it every evening, surely one day you will be right problem is, we wake up in the morning as if someone gave us a guarantee that we will go to bed. When we wake up in the morning, we wake up like someone has given us a guarantee that we will, we will go to bed and wake up tomorrow morning. Allah, there is no, no guarantee. That happens to us sometimes they don't even get the opportunity to make wasiyya to write a will wala ila ahlihim yarji'un they can't even go back to their families you know you live in the morning you live in the morning you say assalamu alaikum wa alaikum the children bye daddy see you in the evening you don't know the next thing they hear daddy may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect all of us has been involved in a car accident he didn't get the opportunity to even give them wasuiya. My children, this is this. He didn't get the chance. And they can't return to their families. They left in the morning, never to return. And that can happen to any one of us. We live in the morning, we think for sure we're returning for lunch. You might never return. When you're living in the morning, tell yourself. This, this could be the last time I, I see my children. This could be the last time I see my home. That's the kind of world that we live in. Now, isn't that a prison? Uh, would someone please turn off the... No. When we leave home, most of the time we live like we know we are going to come back. But subhanallah, you could leave in the morning and never never come back. And that's bound to happen to any one of us. No. No. Meaning the world. If it's, if it's falling apart, if the world is falling apart, it's not, it's not your job to put it right. In fact, you help it to fall apart. For you, the most important thing is the issue of your deen. If you can combine between dunya and deen, alhamdulillah. But that's a rare combination. Oh, I'll tell you that. A combination of dunya and deen, that's a rare combination. For you, Hassan Amradim, protect your deen first. If you feel your deen is collapsing, your iman is falling, and the war fence of your house is also falling, which one should you build first? The fence around your home is falling, and your iman is also falling. Which one are you supposed to build first? No, no, no. We usually build the fence first. Right? When the fence has fallen, by tomorrow, alhamdulillah, bricklayers will come, and everyone's, oh, no, it's uh, it's been done. But how many years has our iman been falling? The iman collapses and falls, and we just watch it. And we'll build it someday. Inshallah, when I grow up, I just want to be in the masjid every time. Inshallah, you will grow up and that opportunity will come. Wallah, it never comes. Shaitan tells you, oh, Don't worry, how old are you? I'm 24. Uh, oh, you see, your grandfather is 90. For you, you're not even a third of, of 90. So wait until, you know, when you're 40, uh, 45, maybe uh, 50, you can also start, you know, like seriously. You know, these these grandfathers, these these papas, they're telling you to come to the masjid, whatever. For them, they, they, they never used to come to the masjid when they were young. Shaitan tells you that. They all used to dance. Then they grew old. Now they're coming to the masjid every day. For you, dance also like they danced when you finish dancing, when you're 60, you can also start coming to the masjid like their papas. But the problem is, alhamdulillah, their papas reached 60. But you, what guarantee do you have that you reach 60? Who gives you that guarantee? For them, alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them the chance for tawbah. They... Maybe did what they did, and Allah gave them an opportunity, they made tawbah, alhamdulillah, and they came to the mosque. But what makes you think Allah is going to give you the same opportunity? Oh, sorry. Uh, I think we, we have run out of time. We can stop here for today. Uh, we will continue by the grace of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala on Saturday.